this week on Waxing the Porpoise. G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve once again call upon the auspiciously enigmatic and cinematic maven, Miles, to help us parse through 1999's intriguingly abstruse techno-mystical game within a game within a reality within a matrix, David Cronenberg's Existence. Grab your VR headsets and get ready for a direct upload of existential dilemmas, hog expansion, and warp perceptions in what some might call a precursor to Inception. On this episode, we'll talk about the perhaps collective Cronenberg family trauma manifesting as grotesque body horror art, the fatwa issued against Salman Rushdie, the cyclical nature of our world, and gelatinous reptile amphibian cuisine. The porpoises, midnight companions and keen observers, dare to gleam the cube once more, wherein existence, the truth is as elusive as a hall of smoke and mirrors, and reality bends like Beckham. Maybe the real treasure was the extends we found along the way. It's not a bug. It's a mutated amphibian. It's a frog. Let's wax this transcendental porpoise. Chase, don't do that. All right, welcome to Waxing the Porpoise. We are back again on episode 67. This time we're talking about Existence from 1999. Uh, this evening you got myself, Jim G. Baby. Like I'm, like I'm taking his wallet. Don't, don't be taking me pizza, son. Don't be taking my pizza, lad. <laughs> and of course we have the usual suspect, Steve. I've always enjoyed the camaraderie of good friends competing in games of chance and skill. <laughs> How's it going, man? You're good, man. It's such a good, good underrated movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen that one, Game Night, Miles? I have not. No. What year is that? What is? I don't know. It's like maybe 2013, between uh, 2013 think, and like 2016, somewhere uh, I in there. Think it's later than that. I More was recent. Like, yeah, I was thinking like, man, maybe 2018, but time time is all messed up. The last four or five years. Yeah. So. It's kind of like a cheese ball. I went into it thinking like, oh, this is some dumb like date movie, like rom-com kind of movie, but yeah. it's actually really fucking funny. It's yeah, good. I remember the ads for it whenever it came out, but yeah, I, know, I haven't gotten to that one yet. Jesse Plemons is the, the crazy cop <laughs> neighbor. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I forgot about it, and you had mentioned it, and I went back, and I saw some of the ga- greatest hits. His name's Gary, the police yeah. officer. He's this real awkward fucking creeper, and he's got some great lines in that movie. Um, and special guest returning once again, we have Miles. Hello. Thanks for having me back. People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> How's it going, man? Perfect. <laughs> Have you ever seen any of those John Wicks, Steve? Yes. I believe I've seen the first three. I don't oh, think okay. I've seen the fourth one yet. I haven't either. I tried watching a cam and it was fucking sputtering out on me. So I said, I'll, I'll just wait for the real deal. But I saw it in theaters. It's good. It's really good. I say it's the best one. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like them all equally, but I think three is cool because I like that they have... Uh, uh, 
fuck is his name? Dacascos in it. Um, Mark Dacascos, the dude. Oh, uh, yeah. What was his name? Yanni in uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf, the uh, Native American badass. Steve, oh, you remember shit. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in the third one. He's like the uh, like sub, like the mini boss. The very uh, I end. I don't know if I ever made that connection. I'm sure we talked about it, and I completely forgot. So. He's a lot older, to be fair, and I think he ha- he doesn't have long ass hair. But uh, at any rate, yeah, we're glad to have Miles back uh, joining us to talk about this one. This is uh, directed by David Cronenberg, uh, whose fame precedes him. Um, Steve, I don't know if you're you're probably familiar, maybe with like The Fly, with yeah, Jeff I Goldblum. Up, I looked up his uh, credits, and that was the only one that really jumped out at me. Uh, I haven't seen it. Shocker. But, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty rad. Actually. I was thinking too, maybe you would have latched onto like history of violence or Eastern promises. Yeah. I've seen history of violence. Haven't seen Eastern promises. Those are definitely like his more mainstream offerings and, and the kind of, uh, don't carry his, he, he's got like a, a distinct style. He's definitely into like body horror, which is showcased in, in this flick we'll get to talk about like so those are two the it's kind of weird that he i mean the violence levels there but it's weird that he directed those films you know because they just feel like hard action flicks previous to that his other his previous like 10 15 films you know you just are you about to lose power no we're doing blackouts it's just this lamp oh okay yeah like his previous body of work to that before that is kind of a little incongruous with like going with history of violence and Vigo Mortensen back to back with Eastern Promises, but anyway, yeah, um, I think this is a good uh, like if if you're cool with Existence and you're like intrigued by it, then you should go back and like check out some of his previous flicks, like uh, Videodrome, uh, Fly's got a lot of body horror, um, Naked Lunch, uh, what are some? The Crash is fucking weird. Scanners is a classic one. Scanners is fucking awesome. The Brood. I know you aren't you a big fan of The Brood. Miles? I do like the brood. Yeah, I was actually on um an episode of a cut above where they that's where right talked about that. Yeah, this is my second uh, time on a podcast uh, in a row uh, talking about Cronenberg. I guess I'm I don't know how I got designated the Cronenberg expert, but <laughs> I just thought that you would be uh you'd be a good guest for it because you're kind of in like the horror crowd. Yeah, and this is yeah, like yeah. I guess this kind of sk- skirts the edges of of horror, but you have like the Cronenberg pedigree in there so um and this is one actually i haven't seen in a long time i and i only saw it once or twice as a lad so i was kind of curious to see how it held up for me but um i guess cutting right to the chase what do you think of this one steve this one is not for me (laughs) (laughs) i had a feeling yeah and well i we had joked a few weeks ago i don't remember if it was on the show or off where i was like you need to slip in a movie that uh, is just uncontested garbage to see if I go with it. Like, yeah, it was pretty good. And about halfway <laughs> through this movie, I was thinking this could be, this could be the Trojan horse. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just not my style. I'm not a big sci-fi guy. I have a really hard time getting into it. I don't think it's like the worst movie ever made. I just think it might be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Damn. No, even more than like uh, put that on the box <laughs> Damn. even more than uh, 
fuck it. What was that one that Chris came on for? Versus? Versus. Versus was rough. Yeah. That one, it, it's a different kind of rough. Like this one, without jumping to the end, um, I was I was out pretty early on this one. The, the, <laughs> the flat line happened. But I was trying I was trying to stick with it. And then there's essentially two endings in this movie. The first one, I was like, oh, there's oh, there's there's life here. I could. So I was trying to, like, think back, knowing what the ending was like, OK, I could I could see retroactively enjoying it, sort of plugging this in. And then when the second ending happens, it's like, nah, I'm back to off this. <laughs> <laughs> really? I kind of like the second ending of it, but all right. Well, yeah. that drops our average very slightly down to an 85. We, I was hoping to to get well, up into the, the B-plus range. but I feel additionally bad because I feel like it's been a while since we've had a no. And that was, yeah, it, it has was, the, last, was the last no when Miles was on for Possession? For Possession? <laughs> no. Okay. The last stinker we had was Basic Instinct. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, it's actually been quite a while since we had Miles on. Miles, you were on for episode 31, which was a good 35 episodes-ish God, ago. It doesn't seem so. like that long ago. Yeah, it doesn't. Time flies. But yeah, we were on like, I was killing it with like a fucking 12 movie win streak. Nice. So, uh, yeah, and I, I, if, if it makes you feel any better, Steve, I, I didn't like this movie either. <laughs> this is this is I'll, I'll 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 echo what you said um this isn't this might not be the worst movie cronenberg's ever made but it's the worst cronenberg cronenberg movie i have seen yes that's interesting i was just about to ask you that and i think this is even though i suggested it i i actually didn't really care for it this time either and i don't i was trying to remember like what was it see it was it just edgy and i and being like 17 or 18 watching this and thinking it was cool because this time i i I didn't like it as much as i thought i was going to or wanted to yeah yeah it um i'm trying to think of when it started losing me um i I don't know i guess i guess near the beginning when i started hearing like the really bad accents and the really kind of awkward dialogue um which part of berg's movies haven't i mean i'm trying to think i mean they haven't been like you know like tarantino level dialogue or anything but it just seemed like it, it, ever the, all the performances were like super awkward um like all the line readings were like why did you pick that take and then and <laughs> yeah. then everybody's accent everybody is doing an accent and they all sound terrible which as we get on in the movie is probably intentional but yeah no it, it, it really threw me off at, at first i thought the dialogue yeah, I would seemed- say intentionally bad like i was i was laughing out loud at a few times like <laughs> what the fuck this, this is so ridiculous uh, uh, yeah i think i there was something right out of the gate too i was like i don't like what jude law is doing like he he just yeah. sounds like yeah. kind of like a sycophantic like real like a corporate fucking uh uh i don't know it, he, he's doing something he has a weird affectation i couldn't tell if he was fighting through his british accent trying to do like some like uh well, he's he's so good in enemy at the gates which is kind of close to this in time frame right like within a year or two i think this i think enemy of the gates was like 2000 2001 so a couple years uh, following okay. this but so. yeah he did such a good job in that movie he definitely felt a little uh wet behind the ears in this one 
Yeah, everybody in this, everybody in this has been in, like really great in other things, and then I, I just I just think it was like either the directing or the the dialogue, like the actual dialogue itself. Just it just sounded so awkward. And again, it might have been intentional. I, I don't know. I know some of those accents might have been, but. I guess I would argue maybe they could have tried to make it intentional to its detriment with all of the um, the different realities. Because I have seen people call out, you know, like Allegra Geller, her her hair is a certain way when they're in existence mm-hmm. versus when they're in the other the game within the game. So what is it like transcend transcendence or whatever it's different there? And then in the quote unquote real world, which I'm doing quotes because it's so hard to. T- for me, it was hard to tell which one is the real world. And that was my, what could it be one of my questions to you guys is which one of these instances did you think was the grounded? I didn't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I did not care. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Perfect answer. (laughs) Okay, well, shit. We know where you stand with it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'd say I'd say the. I mean, just from what the movie was telling us, the last one we saw might not have even been the real world. It kind of left it on a cliffhanger there. Yeah, the like the way they both glance at each other. And yeah. Like, Fuck. Yeah. Good question. We don't really know, you know. And I saw there was a a really shitty like work print um, alternate editing where. Um, they look at each other like, yeah, I don't know. And then they just blow that dude away. And then that's, and then it cuts to <laughs> black. I that, that just sounds fucking hilarious. I wish that would have been the one. I kind of was too. I was that like, I fuck, go out with a bang. God damn it. Literally. It. Like, yeah, that's awesome. I did that like for some, for some reason that, that struck me though. Like the, the fake dog coat when they pulled that off to go for the, the guns. Yeah. When they oh, kill the two people yeah. at the end. <laughs> I thought that was fucking pretty rad. I was like, I've never seen that. Like a, a faux dog coat Fur, hiding yeah. a fucking a holster. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's stuff like that where I'm like, maybe this is intentionally like goofy. Because there's a couple there's a couple scenes in this that made me like laugh out loud. Yeah. yeah. And I I yeah, again I wanna say that, that maybe they're trying to kind of lead you on or or make you feel like are you in the game are you not you know so kind of i think they did a couple interesting things like at the beginning or you know starting out when the movie uh begins like where where we are just in this like weird church they don't tell you what year it is it's kind of like a a nebulous quasi like dystopian light maybe kind of future or just like an alternate version uh, of of the world but um i think they do a couple things that that were interesting but uh like that and then like this time i didn't pick up on like uh when ted's like where, where are we gonna go at, at midnight to get a bioport or whatever like your local country gas station and then it cuts to and it says country, country gas, gas station, gas station yeah. <laughs> like i didn't pick that out the first time i was like oh okay maybe that's a little on the nose but um yeah and even some of the stuff thing, that, oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say that back to the acting part too i'm not a, a big fan of uh jennifer jason lee at all and the way she delivers her lines it's like it's kind of like 
that's what you get in every movie. It's like she doesn't move her mouth all the way when she talks. It's like she's always like talking out of the side of her mouth and she could give a fuck. Like she's just so like blase about everything. Um, yeah, I'm, voice, I'm not the biggest fan of her. Uh, Jim and I both, I think, have this weird thing with people's voices and like uh, like vocal tics or speech impediment or little things that when we cue in on, it's like I can, I can, I can hear nothing else except that thing. Yeah. Her voice sounded so much like uh, Miles. I don't know if you also have terrible taste in TV, like Jim, and like the TV show Roseanne. Dude, yes, <laughs> she sounded exactly like that one daughter in Roseanne, and it was driving me nuts. Darlene, sure. <laughs> I have seen a few episodes. I've never super into Roseanne, but no, I'm, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, that's actually hilarious because we. I was watching Roseanne with the fam like at dinner just before this podcast. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see if you're, t- if you're talking about Darlene, the way she's just like, like, yeah, we need yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some about I, I was her, surprised. I, just, I was surprised she's so much older than Jude Law on this. Cause I, that was the first thing I looked up was how old she was, um, and how old he was. Cause I thought he was going to be older and I thought she was going to be younger, but, uh, yeah, she looks great for being what, like 40 or something in this. Is she forty? Is that how old she wow. is? God, uh, I'd have to double check my math. I know she's sixty now, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe like thirty-seven or something like that. Yeah. Damn, yeah, That's ten years older than think him. She's sixty. Yeah, yeah, I did see that too. That she was like like almost a decade. Yeah, older I think at least ten years older than him. Yeah, that's wild. She had one line that cracked me up too. I think it's like when they first when they stop off thereabouts when they need to remove the bullet or the tooth out of her shoulder and she sees wow. that fucking or Jude Law sees that critter with two heads. Yeah. Like, what is that? And she's like, I don't know, it's some fucking frog. Like just the way she <laughs> delivered that fucking cracked me up. I don't know why, but um yeah. Okay. So I guess getting into it, like yeah, we're in this weird kind of alternate future thing and it surrounds like a video game device uh, backed by this company called, what is it, Arrow? Oh, it was, um, I did not write that down. Uh, yeah, I, I, something like that. Anyway, like Antenna Research or something. Antenna Research. Antenna. Yeah. yeah. And then the <laughs> other one the is a. Cortical Systematics. And so, like, all these people are assembled to, uh, try out this new game and it and it's like you get the Cronenberg influence right away his kind of trademark of like the the body horror the it's like a like a bio organic it's like a synthetic module so instead of made out of like like a motherboard and parts and hard plastic it's it looks like a fucked up like narfled cow udder with like nipples on it and shit and an umbilical cord that they call an umbi cord <laughs> dude all uh, of those they, little things i you know <laughs> how that shit just fucks this shit dude even her backpack which is a ski boot I'm like this is stupid yeah yeah I, matt dude i am i am right there with you on that the, the whenever and it's not just this movie too it's it's some of cronenberg stuff whenever he shows the technology like the sci-fi technology in movies, it looks fucking stupid. It, it just, it looks so ridiculous when he answers yeah. the phone. It's like a little piece of flesh. Yeah. And it's like, it's glowing. It's like, where would you even 
know to where's the button at like how would you like <laughs> i don't know if you got do you guys watch rick and morty i don't i never I have never caught it they, they do a lot of oh like they get a lot of their humor from like sci-fi stuff and they pull a lot from cronenberg and they always have these fucking stupid they look like six-sided dildos like flesh devices <laughs> and it, i know that i know they pull it just looks completely ridiculous and i know they pull those from cronenberg but yeah i I've always thought the technology in movies, even in the, the movies where it looks good, um, looks or, or even the movies that are that I like better than this. Like uh, he just came out with uh, Crimes of the Future. I don't know if you saw that one, Jim. I haven't seen it. I w- I've wanted to. It's it's very similar to this and like the vibe of it. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with uh, like virtual like VR, but it's very similar to this in terms of tone, uh, and it has a lot of the same like weird kind of technology where it's like blending with human bodies, but yeah, it 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 looks stupid there too, and that movie's way better than this. It just it always looks super goofy <laughs> and impractical. Like I, I I can never buy into it. Yeah, I've I've wanted to see that, and then during research for this, I saw some people say that uh, Crimes of the Future, in some way, it could be like loosely in the same universe, or it's like a spiritual successor yeah, to yeah. Existence. Which my viewing of it, even though it's bad, I don't think that would prohibit me from watching it but i'm i'm curious to see because there's some things in this movie that i liked that were i thought were were interesting um what do you yeah. guys think of the bone gun Dumb. The, <laughs> bone, the bone pistol Dumb. doesn't make any fucking sense at all i mean why not what it could just it could be anything yeah, if I if I was scrolling through Instagram and saw that like someone some like weird like alternative artist is like he made a post and it was like oh he designed this gun made out of skin and teeth I'm like that looks pretty badass it shouldn't be in a movie or it, it, <laughs> just it was, yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of stupid um, it's the newest like steampunk variant right skeleton, right skeleton punk crypt when it shoots teeth why not just make some weird silicone gun like everything looks like a fucking jellyfish in this movie. So why not, why not make a gun that looks like some weird rep? And yeah, when the, when the double headed gecko thing came out, I was like, all right, hopefully we're not going down this road. And then we went so far down that road. <laughs> and, and not to jump ahead, but when near the end, when the guy, when they blow through the, like the windows out and, and the guy rushes in and, um, he takes her, her, um, her, gaming device flesh thing and throws it on the on the bed and just sends it straight to hell just blast yeah <laughs> blast it to hell and she starts screaming dude i was laughing my ass yeah. off it's like he's like just blowing a, a a raw chicken breast away it's so yeah. funny and she's no yeah. <laughs> yeah he fucking shreds the shit out of that thing I wasn't expecting that exactly, but yeah, they just go for it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to machine gun your fucking, your little baby here. I saw that was another weird thing. Like she, uh, I don't know if Cronenberg told her to do this, but I guess Jennifer Jason Lee was very precious about her game pod. Like she had to carry it around and she was trying to get like imbue it with like the motherly like aspect yeah of of being so you know precious and and protective of it but and the yeah. fucking boot <laughs> <laughs> she made certain she had to have her ski boot fucking purse uh, yeah and and to to get into where i started having problems with this movie um i mean all that the goofiness and kind of weird dialogue aside because i think crimes of the future has all that but it has a like 
story that's it's it's just as weird, but it has a story that's actually coherent. But part of the problem started with this, where they don't explain like the, the world, like like yeah. so they they imply that ver- that VR is like very prevalent and like around most people have those bio ports and everything it seems like it's it's around um right but but for some reason the game she's designing is dangerous for what reason like what like why is it it, it never explains like what's <laughs> different about with her game and whatever other kind of vr is out there right yeah the only thing that i could see distinct about it was that this was it was like the game system and the game are one and the same and whereas it alluded to, you know, there's other games and there's been other, you know, uh, there's been upgrades of these metapods, these ga- the actual system. And the only difference with existence was other than it was coming from, you know, this virtuoso kind of like genius game developer who was like the Michael Jordan of, of VR in this time and place was that. Yeah, it was the system and the game were one and the same when you interacted with it. But yeah, I agree. Like some of the cuts to um, like when Ted Peichel first jacks in, I guess, like that, that kind of change was was really abrupt. And then and then when he changes and he's in that weird fucking trout farm amphibian slaughterhouse thing was real like. I don't know if it was abrupt or if it was so seamless that it's kind of disarming. Cause you're like, wait, okay. Are we somewhere else? Like, where is it's, he now? What is this it seemed place? Like they, it seemed like they, they weren't aware. It seemed like they, they were just surprised that surprised with the transition. Cause it seemed like they were, he, he didn't know where he was. It seemed like he had to orientate himself. Right. Uh, there for a second. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that might've been an intentional. Cause yeah, I think they, I think what the game like booted them to the next level or whatever. Yeah, I would have liked as a viewer, though, to like be informed whether it's signposts or something in the background telling us or. Yeah. So, uh, so this is where this is where <laughs> I felt a little bit of hope in this. In the first, oh, really? In, in the fir- no, not this part. No, God, no. This was horrific. <laughs> and I, I just kept checking over and over how long into the movie was. But when you get to the first ending and we, we find out that. Uh, just to jump forward before we jump back a little bit that Ted and Allegra, it's not, it's not her game, right? They're in the other guy's game and they're just characters in it. So as, as that is sort of revealed, I'm sort of doing the backwards math, like, okay, well that makes sense. Why none of this shit made any sense. And, you know, I was trying to like bridge the gap. Um, it, it still just didn't really hold up. For me, though, um, even with that little glimmer of hope of, well, this kind of explains why none of that shit made any sense because they're the they're the saboteurs. But yeah, even still, like the more I think about it, the angrier I get. <laughs> but when they when they send him to the Chinese rest, first of all, Willem Dafoe was great. He was probably the the highlight. Yeah, and he wasn't in very long. I th- I no. thought he was in this longer. I was bummed. Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, when when the one when the one guy gives him the the message to go to the Chinese restaurant, it's like okay, maybe something cool is going like about to happen, and then just no, no, no. <laughs> no. He eats a plate of this fucking ge- gelatinous like gefilte fish fucking amphibian shit with like 
It, it's like that jelly when you get like a rotisserie chicken and you put it in the fridge and you get it the next day and all the fat and the juices have like yeah. coagulated. Oh man, it, it, that was hard to watch for me. Like I'm a big like texture, like yeah. watching him like sift through that and make the bone gun was like yeah there's a couple there's a couple scenes in this that made me kind of squirm and kind of <laughs> gross me out uh that yeah him eating that um anytime they ever do anything with their little holes in their their little ports in their back yeah yeah, yeah that's they're like gnarly. they're like licking the thing and plugging it in yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's stuff a- like that it, I, I, it made me feel like it, a lot of that was intentional like so, like some of the like the the comedy because Def- going back to Defoe, he is he's hilarious in this too because he he's you have the most the least trustworthy man that's ever existed like visually yeah. be like no yeah he, no trust me I, I'm gonna blow this hole in your back with this <laughs> yeah and then he says how many have you done three and he's like well you'll be the third and it's like yeah oh, fuck, dude yeah that, he, like, he definitely seems his, like uh, a sketchy character when he sticks his tongue in it towards the end. <laughs> 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 yeah that shit's gnarly yeah i think the uh um yeah i've never been well, turned on and nauseous at the same time it's right? very interesting <laughs> very confusing yeah experience a lot of emotions right now <laughs> <laughs> that's where the uh the extent existence male enhancement comes from yeah just watch pop this movie and you'll get i can't be the first one to make that mistake googling on. that movie <laughs> oh yeah! I, I told when you Jim, said I that, like, I was like, "Dude, yeah." <laughs> extends, yeah. It, it <laughs> yeah. I um. Every time I would Google this movie, I would misspell it, and 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 it, it's weird. I don't know if those if I don't know if that supplement is linked to this movie, or I mean, I, I don't know how it would be, but even the way it's spelled is like, there, isn't like the X in it, like yeah, the X is capital, yeah, and the Z two at the end, like yeah, it's it's yeah. spot on. Like if you put them next to each other, they look almost like a mirror image. Like the same word. If you yeah. just adjusted the font just a tiny bit, they'd be the same word. But um, I guess to set up to like just the basic uh, like who's against who that you have uh, a faction of people that are called the realists that are railing against like this whole v- the idea like on a like a ideological or a philosophical level like like VR is ruining the world and everything. So that's kind of like, th- those are the sides that we have. And then, and we're but, kind of, but do we the, even, what? do we even know if that's true? Like, no, but I, I think that's part of the movie there. It's, it's making you, you know, question what's, what's real, what's not, Whoa, I guess to yeah, put it like right a, on, right on like the a, nose. It's like it went from a shitty matrix knockoff to a shitty inception knockoff. And, I've I heard people say like uh, uh, what is it existence crawled so Inception can run or whatever and totally like, eh, I don't know about that but uh, yeah, I mean this, I mean, this, this came out tinges. the same same year as the Matrix too yeah the only thing I will say is I think I don't know if it was shot and shelved for like a year but it was supposed to come out in ninety eight mm-hmm. but they they could have. Uh, they could have waited and that was just the plan and it actually was made in 98, 99 and released the same year. But um, yeah, it's got tinges. I mean, even with like them jacking in, you know, like the bioport is similar to in matrix, you know, you have it in the back of the head. So um, yeah, there's a lot of parallels for sure. 
Yeah, put it um, on the shelf. Uh, we, we'll, we'll fix some stuff. We'll release it. We'll release it next year. What, what is another virtual reality movie going to come out in 1999 that everybody cares about? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it definitely got overshadowed, and I think from what I saw, it got um, uh, it, it got minimal marketing, and it didn't get re- it got a wide release or no, no, it got a limited release and not a wide release, and it got dick for marketing so it bombed pretty hard i think at the uh, box office and even in cronenberg's native canada it didn't didn't do well at all hard um, to find too now even it's not it's not streaming yeah. anywhere on, well i mean you can rent it but it's not anywhere to stream like netflix paramount max any of that um all the forms of dvds and blu-ray releases are no longer in print because i usually if i'm if i'm reviewing something i like to buy a physical copy of it just for all the bonus features on commentary and stuff, just so I can get some insight into it. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I sent Jim a screenshot. I tried to look for a Blu-ray on, um, on Amazon and it's out of stock. So it's a secondhand market now. So it was $129 for the standard oh Blu-ray. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, Steve's about a- to shit. I watched it on Paramount plus. Really? It was, is it streaming yeah. there now? Yeah. Huh. Crazy. I that, uh, yeah, I searched for it and it didn't say it was streaming anywhere. I did. It's, just, okay. it's, just more, it's just more boner pills keep coming up. Like, I cannot find this anywhere. Keep <laughs> 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 <Keeps> swelling. <laughs> yeah, no wonder my ass couldn't find the link. <laughs> uh, all right. Um,. One thing I thought I, I did think was was pretty cool was other than uh, uh, Willem Dafoe getting his like throat blown out. That was a pretty cool scene with that like pneumatic fucking bioport tool. Was um, like when things started blurring together, and then at the end when they talk about um, like so the the real quote unquote real game designer. I think his name was Nourish within existence but then when they come out um he he was the uh and shout out to sarah Polly. did you notice her in there the the assistant lady with uh at the end the the gal and the dude who played nourish that were like the actual game makers right. that get killed at the very end she was in um god damn it uh zach snyder's uh remake the day of the dead Oh, is she? She's like the oh, main gal, the like the yeah, Dawn of the Dead, the main uh, protagonist lady, the blonde. Oh blonde shit, is she? I did not recognize her at all. Yeah. Okay, she's been in a couple things. I guess she stopped acting in like 2010 or something, and she's gone okay. on to have like a renaissance, like as a writer and a director. I think she just direct, she won an Oscar in like 2022, but um, yeah, I was like, oh shit, Sarah Polly from that fucking zombie movie. Nice. Yeah, I did not make that connection. Almost everybody else in this movie I recognized, but yeah, she didn't. I did not could not place. But so when that dude, he's sitting there talking to her, he's like, oh man, that's weird. You know, like it's, it's like the game took from Ted and Allegra, like their like anti-game resentment, you know? And because he was, he was a little befuddled, like why, why the, the game story took that route. So I thought that was kind of interesting that, um, that the game kind of adapted or gleaned from maybe what the people were thinking. That's just like an inference, but, um, yeah. The, and the game in the game yeah. did the same thing. The ex- existence did the, was supposed to do the same thing. 
Yeah, it was like the version with a yeah. Like they they were the game designers. They were the quote unquote good guys going through fighting someone trying to assassinate her. When it's like, so I I like those kind of like easy parallels to 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 look at and see like oh yeah it's a mirror image and but it, it it's interesting like some of the the uh like the ideas that the game kind of took little pieces and made it and ended up changing the story to the uh chagrin of the the dude who made it didn't see it going that way so i thought that was cool and i like that like you know the very beginning you start out it's another mirror image and all those people you see it's like you see willem dafoe he was just a player in the game and ian holm um i i kind of like that uh i know i'm i'm probably the only one going to bat real hard for this one because i don't think i i don't think i didn't care for it as much as you guys did but it still was i was like yeah fuck man this was a bad beat i could have well, that, that was the than this one. that was the brief section where I thought they they might have they might be able to pull me back in here, but it just it was just too little too late. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah, and the, um, some of the the and the the problem I have with and essentially when this when this ends is essentially a everything was a dream type scenario Mm -hmm. and i've always had a problem with those um because it kind of invalidates everything that happened yeah before it's like none of that mattered like it's like any of the logic issues or story problems uh that would have been there if it was just a straightforward story and that was actually reality you can kind of wave that away and say oh well it was just a it was just part of the game that's why it didn't make any sense and it's like well then what was I watching it for? Like, this is none of it mattered. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think that's maybe a cop out for, you know, uh, or a way to explain away taking chances or doing something wacky from like a director's standpoint? Like, Oh yeah. If they don't like it, then, you know, maybe we can firm it up and have, have a real strong ending and then explain it away that way. Like, Oh, well it was part of the game and you know, this, this kind of thing. Or It could be, it could be, um, but I mean, I feel like other movies have done it better. Uh, I mean, we mentioned Inception, like that kind of leaves on a, is this real or is it a dream ending? And I mean, it worked really well because everything else in the movie before that made sense. Or um, like another movie I thought of when watching this that I thought, you know, was way better uh, was Total Recall. That movie works oh, no matter yeah. how you, that movie works no matter how you interpret it. It could all be a virtual reality scenario. It could be real. They could be flip flopped, and it works both ways because everything else makes sense. And at this, it was like it doesn't really make yeah. sense either way. So yeah, yeah. It seemed like he he was just trying to be clever and interesting, and kind of fell short. Like I didn't think it was clever or interesting. And so like with the, with the Chinese waiter, I think that's, I think that's the first time where they're like, we thought this was a good guy, but he's actually a bad guy. And this guy who you thought was a good guy is actually a bad guy. And by then it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm, I am yeah. uninterested in this weird, you know, bait and switch. <laughs> like th- this is what you thought. And now it's something else. And we're just going to do that for the next 45 minutes. And yeah. This is some sick shit. Yeah. It's about to get sicker. I had a problem with yeah. that scene. Um, I didn't like the way uh, Jude Law. I didn't like the tone on his voice when he said Chinese waiter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's 
little problematic. I was like, why can't you just say waiter? He was, um, did right? you not hear me? Chinese waiter. I was like, whoa. I was oh, like, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that part. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, yeah. It, everything seems so refer- referential to and like, and basic, like, like uh, it reminded me of like a, like a communist state or something. Cause they're like, go, go to the Chinese restaurant and ask for the special and you go and it says Chinese restaurant on the right. outside of the fucking, the place, you know? So maybe that he, he just had to like everything. He had to call it out and reference it. But I, I did think it was weird when he was just like, I, I have a feeling like I'm, what's he say? Like I'm angry or like, I have to kill this guy or I, I have I'm there is to kill feel, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess maybe if it were stronger and like, you know, it sounds like we had problems with a couple of the characters. I know I did with, I didn't, I didn't really like Pykele's kind of like smarmy, like goofball kind of nerd fish out of water. I didn't, I didn't care for him and I'm not a big fan of Jennifer Jason Lee. And I think maybe if the story would have been more interesting, that would have served this. His his character didn't seem to go anywhere. Like if he was the uptight nerd who, you know, uh, at the beginning, but it, it didn't feel like he. It didn't feel like he progressed. I feel like he was. He was in that place at the beginning, and then through, you know, his experience and him being exposed to her, and I guess everything's like a metal metaphor for like sexuality, opening up with his sexuality, and then he became more and more comfortable with himself as the movie went on. I thought it it would have justified itself him being so weird at the beginning, but he never really changed that. I that I could see. Yeah, yeah he kind of just seems to go with the flow and like, okay, I, we're doing this now. Like, yeah, I got to get a, a bioport injected into my back and then we're on to this next thing. And yeah, he did seem kind of very matter, matter of fact, and he was just going, going through the motions of things. Um, I feel like I'm, Ian Holm was really underutilized in this too. The, the old guy, like, yeah. I don't know if he's Swedish or he had a weird sounding name. I can't remember what it was. Started with a V and he's at the, uh, like the ski hut or the ski lodge. And even on the outside of that, it says like ski lodge, ski lodge on the yeah. outside of his establishment. And you find out he's like the mentor to, uh, Allegra Geller, like kind of like a surrogate kind of father figure. And he's the one who initially like tries to fix her bioport That's been, uh, been tampered with or, or, uh, sabotaged by gas. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff too. It, it does it does get a little convoluted, like with especially at the end with how it gets like diseased, and then they're having to like fix the the metapod. Oh, but then uh, Ted's bioport was like fucked up and tampered with, and she, and I did like when they give her like I, what, what's he say? she say I have to uh, like disinfect or I have to sanitize, you know your your bioport and she sticks that thing in the back. And I like how they paid that off later when he's like, Oh, you were the double agent actually the whole time and fucking blows his back out. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't see that coming this time or I didn't remember that part. That was one of the few things that paid off later on the movie (laughs) that they set up and actually paid off. Yeah. One of the, the very few things. Um, yeah, I, I think they could have done better to, to have, Willem Dafoe stick around somehow a little bit longer. And I felt too, like, uh, I don't know if you guys picked him up at the, the beginning. Uh, Chris, Christopher Eccleston, he mm-hmm. was like the, uh, the antenna research, the handler, I guess, or like the, the spokesperson at the very beginning 
with like the blue shirt that gets shot yeah. in the chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like one and done. He's not even in this movie at all. Steve, you might remember him as, uh, I think his name was Raymond Kalitri in Gone in 60 Seconds. I asked for 50 cars. This is 49 and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't make that connection at all. I think he's he's well known for a lot of other stuff, but I thought that would be one that you picked 49 up. Forty nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty yeah, cars. The villain in Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, I don't I don't know if you guys, either one of you guys, have ever watched Doctor Who, but he was the first one, the first Doctor when they revived that show in like two thousand five or whenever it came back for like a yeah, like, I think a whole season. Yeah. I I only know that by like. Uh, through osmosis, like seeing right. stuff on the periphery. I've, I never got into. Are you a big Doctor Who guy or no? I was. Yeah, I followed it. I mean, like when it came back, uh, probably like 2006 or 7 to 2013, 14. And then I kind of fell off. I haven't watched any of the new seasons. But yeah, I used to be super into, into Doctor Who. It um, It's a really versatile show is some episodes will be more comedic. There have some episodes, they have some episodes of Dr. Who that are straight horror. Like they are like, they are like, I've heard that straight hard, uh, like short films that, that are really effective. Um, but yes, I haven't, I haven't checked it out in a while. I don't, I don't know if it's still good, but yeah, there's some, there's some great episodes of that. I know people go fucking nuts for Dr. Who. I don't know if it's as big as it was like a few years ago, but I feel like it's uh, not. I feel like I don't hear about it as much because no, like when I was, yeah, when I was into it. I mean, there's some hardcore like Dr. Who fans. Yeah, and I knew people been, that did like par- had like Dr. Who parties and shit for like every yeah. episode, and like it. It seemed kind of interesting, kind of cool, but it, it seems so uh, insurmountable. Like the amount of shit and like lore behind it. It's like one of those things. Like for the longest time, I never broke into Game of Thrones because I was like fucking six seasons back. And it, it seemed like this big sweeping kind of narrative and things like once things get too big like that for me, I'll just fucking pass on it because it seems yeah, like Doctor Who started in the 60s, I think. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, I, was gonna, I was just going to say, I thought I thought I heard at some point that Doctor Who, through all of its different machinations, had like 50 seasons or something. Some yeah, crazy yeah. high number. Yeah, it's, it started in the '60s, and I think I think from the like late '80s up until the 2000s, it took like a, a big break, and then they kind of rebooted everything. Uh, but um, yeah, I think there I think there are I think the newer like the post reboot era. I think they there are a couple seasons where it's like if you never started, you can jump on here and just be fine. I think they're, they're yeah. very new new viewer friendly. That's from what I from what I've watched. Yeah, I'd be interested to like maybe pick out and hone in on a couple of the the darker episodes like i never got into um this is a huge tangent but the show medium with uh patricia arquette that was on nbc for a long time where she plays like a a medium that helps cops like find killers and shit i never got into it my wife liked it but she was like dude there's like three episodes that are like crazy horror like super freaky and i was like yeah whatever and i watched a couple of them and dude they are pretty hardcore (laughs) so I'm not against kind of cherry picking some yeah. episodes that kind of scratch that itch, but that's how you get stupid uh, horror fans into anything. Like, there's an episode with a pumpkin, and it's like, oh shit, really? Let me check that one out. Like, <laughs> Seriously, sounds cool. Yeah, yep, dude, we're getting there, man. We're almost we're halfway to August. It's like fuck for me. I always associate like halloween and getting into the fall like august once once we get out of the jays we get in august september it's like let's fucking go let's do it but 
I know like soju, some of the more hardcore people are, it's like right after 4th of July, they're like, it's spooky season. Yeah, like, no, not yeah, that's, yeah. That's a touch it's a little too, too early. early. Yeah. I it, have to, I have to feel a, a cool breeze for it to get fall, you know? Yeah. It can't Same be, here. it can't be in the nineties. It can't be in the nineties. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's Halloween time. Like, no. Well, yeah, fuck, don't move to the West Coast, man, because they don't get cold there till like, fucking oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> and they're all from fucking Florida anyways. It's perpetual, like, yeah. summer there, so they, they don't know the difference between the seasons. Yeah, it's in California, too. Yeah, it's just fucking hot and then not hot for a week. Yeah, for me, it's like mid-September um, when you get those first kind of cool days. I mean, because it, it's right. just hot as shit out here all July, August, sometimes even September even in October. I remember what my, my daughter was born in 2016 and she was born on Thanksgiving and we went home two days later and it was fucking 73 degrees. It was like, this is insanity. Um, but yeah, I'm glad like in the Midwest, dude, I wore a hoodie earlier today and like you got Steve, Steve's looking at like triple digits tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's insane. Yeah. It sounds nice. Um, No, one thing, I, I guess, I mean, is there anything that we glossed over? I, I Normally, we, I try to, like, go over a movie, kind of first, second, third act, but this movie is so jumbled, and there's so many things going on that don't really make sense. I don't think that would behoove us to do that, but... Yeah, we covered you guys the... Have anything? Uh, we we kind of, I guess we left off where they were at the Chinese restaurant, and then... I'm kind of lost what happens after that. They there was a funny the, part. There was a funny part early on where her pod gets like nuked or something, and she's like, "I need to play this game with a friend to help fix it." Which you know, like everything else, reasons unclear, no explanation. Um, so she's like, "All right, we're going to give you the port," and she plugs it in, and she's like, "You neural fried it." He's like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Like, oh yeah, god, she, yeah. She's so like, you must have stressed out and egg you neural surge overloaded it. Yeah. And he's okay, like, yeah. And I, I took notes about that because she, she mentions that this costs thirty eight million dollars to make. So if you have a thirty eight million dollar piece of technology, you don't back it up or copy it yeah. or it because so when when it went to shit and he fried it she she immediately knew what happened if that was a yeah. possibility why would you fucking like why 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 risk that chance when you don't have any other alternative or backup in place like <laughs> yeah i guess maybe they tried to pitch it like how these two are kind of like on the lamb and that and i mean they put it so on the nose chris eccleston his last line is like there's there's traitors in our own house or whatever don't trust anyone don't trust anyone you know so and then they're off on the lamb you know just together so i mean they're they're trying to pitch it like you know they got nowhere to go they got to do something real quick and they don't even know if if their own her own company that's backing her is maybe sabotaging her or but again that's kind of like maybe maybe that's making too many excuses or giving too much credit to the film that like, Oh, well they were actually in video game time. They were in VR land all the way from the beginning. So maybe we can explain it that way, but yeah, well, and then she finds that part sat wrong too. It's like, this guy don't know shit. He's already told you he's not a, she thought he was security first. And that's what I thought too. And he's like, I'm just a marketing intern, you know, like, right. it's like how's she going to lay all this crap on him? Like, 
He's like, yeah, I was a little nervous, but I didn't fucking, I didn't spaz out and fry your machine. Like, yeah. Like, why would you, that that's your only copy? No. Yeah. A little shade of grandma's boy in there. Like, that's my only copy of the game. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in a fucking long time. You forgot Smoking Lamp. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it holds a... Well, yeah, and then after the, the restaurant scene, I think that's when... Isn't that when they find the diseased pod? And it's all fucked up, and she's like, plug it in. Great idea, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So they, they go to the restaurant. He makes the fucking gun out of his fucked up fish frog plate and then he kills the waiter and then that dude that he was on the assembly line uh with before whose name is nourish he's like he's like yeah this is actually a place you know where we're farming these fucking amphibian things uh to fight back against the the vr people and we're the realists that part kind of threw me off too it's like why are you farming all this material to make these pods were they trying to like roll out like uh a bunch of diseased ones to sabotage it like on a grand right, scale yeah, it wasn't it wasn't clear and that. then and then they found the uh, the the two-headed like lizard thing in the wild and uh, i think she he asked like what it is and she says it's just the state of things so they were they were engineering those animals to farm for parts i guess but then you also have these weird mutated animals out in the wild. And she's like, this is the state of things. They never explain what that means. Like, is that, did yeah. something happen to mutate wildlife or like, again, it's just, and then at the end, of course it's like, well, none of it really mattered anyway. So I guess we don't have to explain like, it. I don't know. Salamander, yeah. frog. God, I wish I had that sound bite. That part fucking killed me for some reason. Just the way she's just like, so like flippant about like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, what is this two-headed fucking crazy creature? And she's so, like, blasé about it. She's like, I don't know, some kind of fucking frog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And also, she always, they, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, she, Jennifer Jason Lee, she always plays it like she's on, like, like, downers or, like, Valium or something. She's just, like, she's always, like, half-checked out, I feel like any line delivery or whatever she's doing, except when her like precious little metapod gets fucked with, she'll have a little outburst like, Oh, she's actually a human. Right. Yeah. Especially on this. But then after that, yeah, then, then there's this weird disease plot like, and, and then he fucking lights it on fire with a, a handy dandy flamethrower he has. And then what's she do after that? Well, he tries to cut it. He tries to cut the cord, and she's oh, like, "Oh, yeah, 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 take it out." <laughs> yeah, and then they come in with the flamethrower. Doesn't she try to like inject it with like an anti-fucking viral thing? She, I know there's one point she goes at it with like a syringe. Yeah, it was but, it was hard to follow at that point. And then and then they they come to the conclusion that they have failed the game, and that's when they. Oh yeah, that's when they get kind of like like when they get pulled in and out of different like realities or I guess, or, or different um, environments, then they're back in like that game shop. And then you find mm-hmm. out like the first guy that were, that they were talking to was like a double agent. And then, then that's when they inform him like, you know, the, 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 
restaurant worker that you killed, he was actually a good guy, quote unquote. And when Jude Law thought he was like a realist and he blew him away or he was compelled to for whatever reason. But um, and then and then they get then they kind of slide back into that that shitty hotel room. And then that's when like the commando fuck comes in and blow like blows in half that fucking metapod thing and and yeah it get, it's it starts getting real weird right there and then uh, and then that's you get these series of like back and forth like gotchas and then like because uh, Allegra Geller she's like oh I'm on to you Ted I was on to you since the Chinese restaurant I knew you were a double agent you know and that's when she fucking blows his back out and she's like oh did i do it did i win the game you know like it's very herky-jerky and yeah this time it overall it just didn't really sit well with me and something else that they i thought they didn't expand on as much as they could have but was an interesting idea when they're in the game there are these certain events that trigger an automated behavior that they have to follow and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of it it was there it was a potential there for it to be really interesting for any action to be like what was that and they they did it somewhat but was that me or was it that something i the game character was supposed to do i feel like they didn't really explore that as much as i mean other than when he licked her porthole thing <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no no the game made me do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> other than that i think it's the only time they kind of played around with that where it was any kind of uh ambiguity as to who was making decisions yeah, yeah i did think i did think that one part was cool too where i can't remember which guy they're talking to but he's like spaced out and he's like what the fuck is going on and she's like well he's waiting for you to prompt him with the next right line of dialogue to cycle through yeah like that that could have been cool if they're like uh okay well this guy's clearly waiting for something so let's just leave him here and, and go check some shit out on our own or whatever and then come back and like re-engaged but uh yeah they decided not to do any any of that cool stuff yeah i know it's early 90s or no not, or it's late 90s when this came out so video games aren't as obviously advanced as they would be in the 2000s but yeah i feel like they didn't explore a lot of the video gamey stuff and yeah. also this fucking game sucks i wouldn't yeah <laughs> fucking, like what's yeah. the fucking worst game ever <laughs> yeah it just seems like a nightmare yeah yeah, I mean, initially, I, f- I feel like they sold it, like, with Jude Law, how he, he's first in that game shop, and he's like, oh, fuck, he's like, this feels so real, you know, and, like, you know, it's it's different, and, like, the textures and things, and, yeah, I, w- I wonder if it was a limitation of the time or the budget or just what what this guy's uh, picture idea in his head of was of this movie, but it would have been cool to see him kind of, like, push the boundaries a little bit of like the sandbox like of of this game to see a little bit more of it but i mean i think this was the budget of this was like 15 million and we're in late 90s so i think there probably could have been ways of doing it but yeah i would i would have liked to see that a little bit more instead of kind of just going place to place it seemed like they were just checking boxes on the on the the story that they had in their head, the predetermined story, I would have liked to see it flex a little bit. Um, I did have a little bit of interesting trivia, one of which looms large and uh, for Jennifer Jason Lee. So I guess I had no idea about this, but I guess she had already f- finished shooting her role in its entirety for Eyes Wide Shut. that was also released in 1999, a Kubrick film with Nicole Kidman and um, – 
Tom Cruise. And I wonder if she was meant to play Nicole Kidman's role, but I know there, there are some other roles that she could have fit in, but I, I struggle to think like with her star power at that time, like her being anyone but Nicole Kidman, but either way, uh, when her scenes in eyes wide shut required reshoots, the schedule required that was required interfered with existence and she chose to stay on existence. And so her role in eyes wide shut was completely recast and reshot. So that was a, that was not a good career move for her, but she seemed to done well after this, uh, the rest of her career, she still worked and, and done some things. So, but I was like, yeah, that would have been I mean, knowing most, that, much it, it, better. I've never seen Eyes Wide Shut, but you'd think that would be really insane if she was the lead to just bail, right? She was probably just like a minor character, if I had to guess. Yeah, that's a good call. I didn't think about it that way, but either way, like some of the minor female roles in it are, I can only think of one besides Nicole Kidman, unless she was like one of the, the people with like the masks on and the crazy orgy fucking scene. But at any rate, um, because yeah, Nicole thought, Kidman and Tom Cruise were married at the time, right? Yeah. And it makes sense. I think I want to say that they were in cahoots or they were working with Kubrick for like a long time and they, they had wanted to like, like they, they had, they had spent a lot of time on this. So I, they probably went in with it like that's the only way like it was going to be him and her as the husband wife character in that film makes more sense so either way bad call for jj lee um (laughs) another one i was i I thought was interesting are you are either you guys uh familiar with salman rushdie i only know him by name satanic um satanic versus satanic yeah didn't he just get so, stabbed almost to death a few months ago? Really? Yeah, I, he, I he was on that. stage. Um, he was on stage giving a speech or something at some college, and some guy ran on stage and like stabbed the shit out of him quite a few times. And I think they life flighted wow. him out, and I think he survived. But yeah, the is it not the Satanic Bible because that's Anton Lavey, but the Satanic verses? No, it is, it is the Satanic verses. Okay. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. So Cronenberg, I don't know if he's a friend or just a fan of Salman <laughs> Rushdie, but he, he said his, uh, he claimed his, one of his main inspirations for this film, uh, which was, I think this was one of Cronenberg's f- few original screenplays, I think since either Videodrome or Scanners. So everything else he did in between that and this was like adapted stuff, like, existing properties that he went and uh adapted and directed but this was like an original and he he uh got his main source of inspiration was when and i don't know what year this was i want to say maybe sometime in the late 80s or sometime in the early 90s but a fatwa was declared on author salman rushdie (laughs) following the publication of his book the satanic verses which is crazy that just recently like someone cashed in on that but so I a vaguely understand what a away, fatwa, but is, is that's just like a religious or like a holy or like a, a blood pact to like yeah, on site like or that. fucking you up, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like declaring jihad or something. It's like yeah, but I do love that they were word. really, and they even they said were, it in this movie, and it 
They did. Yeah. They did. But I, I picked that up because I, that, this was like a second or third watch that I watched and I, I did some background and then watched it again. I was like, Oh fuck. They even used that term yeah. in the flick. But yeah, I guess there was, he, he ruffled a shit ton of feathers with, I mean, something that satanic verses tells me all I need to know, like yeah. <laughs> how that can s- stir some shit up. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And like, I mean that that through lines here, like you have the realists and the the VR, and like you know it, there it could be anyone. Like that that must be such a fucked up like way to go through life. It's like it's not just one person saying I want to kill you. It's like it's like a a religion or a sect of people that's like you never know. Like, and then to hear you say just a couple of months ago he's fucking jacked. That sucks. Yeah, that's super lame. But yeah, I thought that was that was an interesting uh, piece of trivia about this one, and another one that credit also to IMDb because I never would have picked this out, but I thought it was pretty cool. Was the character of Allegra maybe a reference to a minor character of the same name in Samuel R. Delaney's novella, The Star Pit? In that novella, Allegra is a child prodigy able to telepathically project any type of reality she wishes on anyone around her. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, don't see the connection <laughs> <laughs> I stopped yeah, I mean, an obvious reference I st- like, like I a lot of things halfway through, through that just like this movie yeah asshole <laughs> this is me at the Regal Cinema crying as I did through much of the film <laughs> that was you <laughs> watching existence let it end mercifully yeah, it definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't hard to get through. It, it was not the worst movie I've, I've seen. That by, by a long shot, uh, it's still competent for the most part. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I was super excited to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel about the same. And looking at it, I was like, "Oh, cool! This would be nice, crisp." I think it was like an hour and thirty six minutes or hour and thirty seven. Hour and thirty seven. So. <laughs> well, every minute. I was a little worried that both of you guys were going to be like, great film. I love what he did with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. At least misery loves company on this one. So I think I'm giving it a little bit more credit, but, uh, than you fellas, but yeah, at the end of the day, I was like, I I definitely don't feel like it dragged in any, in any spot. Um, and that's just because there's so much stuff, like what the fuck stuff going on. But yeah, I, I didn't, I was never sitting there like clock watching. I was, pretty engaged for the most part even if it was for the wrong reasons sometimes but yeah it, it definitely it definitely um you would say it's not long in the tooth i guess i'm i'm such an impatient bastard i checked the first time i checked how far along i was was six minutes in damn yeah. oh man <laughs> that's soon. i mean that'd be profitable for frito-lay stop god damn it stop <laughs> <laughs> three for one yeah <laughs> how can yeah. that be profitable for free to play so oh, good man. but I, I think that's part of the reason why i've never been a big movie guy is i get i just get kind of stir crazy like i can't sit around and just like watch a movie for an hour or two hours so over Dude, I, I find over no, two hours is is tough for me now Anything over two, anything over ninety minutes, I, I start feeling it's got to be really good or engaging. And even movies that uh, a lot of times that are really good, um, I, I, 
hour 30 i'm like let's let's wrap this shit up and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so common for every movie to be like two hours and 20 minutes these days like yeah yeah i i hear that argument too but f- f- i think for me i like to know that a movie is like an hour and 50 plus maybe cut it off around two and a half hours because if i don't like it i'll just cut it off around the 90 minute mark if i don't think okay this isn't going where i wanted it to go or whatever but i like to know like a flick has the room to breathe or like it because if i really do like it like i like your zodiacs uh things like that that are like two and a half hours or like you know prisoners was like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that i like to to have it like a film that can fill that entire time is satisfying more so than like, if I, like if I watch something that I really liked and it's a quick brisk 90 minutes, it's like, I always feel like I want a little bit more. So that's just a preference. Yeah, thing, I guess but. all it comes down how, how effectively it's used. And again, even movies I really like, like sometimes it's hard to find justification for that runtime. Like the last Batman movie, like I, I thought that movie was really fucking good, but it, it just, it ended like three times. It had three climaxes and they were each like 20 yeah. minutes long. And I was like, you could have wrapped all this up and, and wrote it in a, in a different way where all of those things tied together in the same climax. But yeah, it just, I was like, God damn, this movie's still ending. It's like, it just ended like 30 minutes ago <laughs> and it's still going. And it was good. I enjoyed it, but I was like, I had, and, and I'm old as shit. And I have to, I can't stay awake <laughs> if I sit still for longer than an hour and a half. So I'm sure that factors into it. And you're talking about the Batman, the Batman with uh, yeah. Pattinson. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen that one yet, Steve? I haven't. No, I haven't seen any of the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Any. That's fine. Anything. I'd say the first one, Batman Begins, is pretty rad. And I go against the grain. I don't see what all the hype is about Dark Knight. And then oh, the third really? one okay. I thought was I, trash. I went back to the Dark Knight. Cause I had a little debate as trying to figure out if this new Batman was, or was better than the dark Knight, And I, I, I the dark Knight holds up. It's, it's still, it still holds up for me pretty, pretty well. It's still, it's still my favorite Batman and still one of the best superhero movies. I think. Right on. Yeah. Some about it. I just, it just, it. it didn't click for me, but this, this newest one's pretty cool because I feel like it's a, it's, it departs from like the real comic booky Hollywood, uh, idea like it, it all it's not the same thing but it, it feels more gritty and kind of like grimy and uh i don't know what the word is but it people feels said that more about the, it's it's funny people said that about the the nolan movies too. really yeah i feel like in in hindsight they are pretty polished uh in comparison to like i'm thinking of like the the newest batman and uh like michael keaton like the first mm-hmm. batman like they felt pretty bare bones and like the detective work that he's doing. And then you get a high tech infusion kind of with the Nolan films. I do really like Batman begins like that origin story. Like that one's super satisfying for me, but I don't know. I think one of my biggest problems with dark Knight is I really don't like Aaron Eckhart. And I didn't, I don't like, I thought he's fucking awesome in that movie. I don't like his fucking Harvey Dent at all. (laughs) <laughs> and, and it's funny because even the, even the 89 Batman people said that one was kind of dark for a superhero movie. Because, I mean, what did you have before that? The the Superman movies? The Christopher Reeves? Oh, yeah. So it, have you have you guys ever seen that? Um, you guys familiar with The Watchmen, the comic? Yeah. It's a movie, too. But there's, there's, a, there's a part in that where do, uh, the character Dr. Manhattan, he, not to get too nerdy about 
uh, Watchmen, but basically his character exists in every single time period at the same time. And so they kind of play around with that where he's, he's sitting down reflecting on his life and he's bouncing around between timelines and experiencing them all at the same time. And they made a meme out of it. And (laughs) there's a meme and it says it's 1989. There's a new grittier, darker Batman movie out. And it says (laughs) it's 2005. There's a darker, grittier Batman movie. (laughs) And it's 2022. There's a darker, grittier Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand that for sure. But th- this one, I I think I liked the, uh, the like the detective work and like kind of like the lo-fi kind of edge. Yeah. Like like it definitely had, had it, it definitely felt like it was a crime like detective procedural thriller that happened to have Batman in it. Like right. I, I really I really like that. Like it, it, you could have taken Batman out of that and had just some random detective hero guy, and it would it would have worked just as well. Yeah, well, we know, yeah, that's a we know Jim that's a good, a good way to procedural. nutshell it. Oh yeah, that's right. I also there's there's a pretty rad fucking scene with the uh, Batmobile when he's chasing down Penguin, who's oh, played yeah. by fucking Colin Farrell, who's unrecognizable as the Penguin. Um, that scene's f- fucking badass. Can like, I just circle back like, real quick to something you said earlier that yeah. I think explains a little bit why. I don't like these really long ones and why I can't sit for a long time. You mentioned if if you're watching like a two and a half hour movie and you don't like it after 90 minutes, you'll just bail. I cannot mm-hmm. do that. It's the same. Oh yeah. You got, you got I that can't. thing in you. Like I got to finish it, you know? Well, yeah, because I'd hate to bail early and find that it redeems itself in the end. It's the same with uh, books too. Like I cannot, I cannot get halfway through it and be like, this sucks shit. I'm going to stop reading it. I have Sunk to power through, even if it takes. Fallacy. Even I know. <laughs> I know. Have you ever so, heard of opportunity cost? <laughs> <laughs> you work for the bank. The bank works for me. So ipso facto, I'm ipso your boss. Facto. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I can usually tell if there's something. I can just, I, I've, I've seen enough movies where I get, get the vibe early on or I'd say about halfway through it. If I'm, if there's going to be anything redeemable in the end, it, it depends on the movie too. There, there are some movies that do pick up at the end um, where I'm like, Oh, they it actually made it all worth it. But if there, there's a certain level of bad where I'm like, there's nothing that's going to save this fucking movie for me. Yeah. I, the older I've gotten, the easier I've found to let go of that tick to like, cause I kind of, ha- I have a lower level, like completionist, like fuck I've, I've spent, an hour and a half on this. I got to finish these last 30 minutes or 20 minutes or even, yeah. even like at the 45 minute mark, if I'm not feeling it, I'm totally cool. Just fucking disconnecting because I know, okay, well I'll just watch something that I do want to watch or I'll give something else a chance. But one thing I, I just recently watched the fucking new Indiana Jones. I took my nephew and we saw the dial of destiny. God damn. That was fucking horrific, man. And oh, I gave really? it every opportunity, but if I could have, if I hadn't spent the money and if I wasn't there with my nephew, just having a good time. I mean, that was cool. Like getting to see that the spectacle, but if I would have bid by myself, dude, in that movie, I dozed off within the first 30 minutes for 20 <laughs> minutes. I was snoring. My nephew had to kind of <laughs> jab me. I took a shit and I went down and in fucking sucked down a glitch. No, in the bathroom. Oh, okay. And 
And I went down a third time because I was starving and I sucked down a glizzy in the lobby and then went back in and there was still like 45 minutes left on this fucking yeah. thing, dude. It What's was glizzy? rough. Hot dog. What? It's Is that? Colloquial <laughs> corner, man. That's, Is that uh, a that's known thing. slang? Yeah. It's, it's new school. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was, cause I, I have only heard of that recently. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is a glizzy? And I was like, oh, it's a hot dog. And I was like, has that always been around? Or is that a new fucking word? <laughs> I'm old as shit. Yeah, <laughs> so in, in addition to layer to like my weird autistic movie thing, if I'm going to see a movie in theaters, I don't necessarily know how long it is because I don't, I wouldn't look. So if you're getting there, it's like an hour 45, hour 50, two hours. Like, Jesus Christ, are we going to wrap this fucking thing up? And if it ends up being two hours, 45 minutes, yeah, that's that's tough. I guess oh, I, I, should look, probably, I, I look now. I, I was going to say, yeah, that, that, I should just solve that yeah, problem by looking. Just, quick Google. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm a purist about, like, theater. Like, I'll hold my piss until I'm about to just start leaking somewhere, you know? So for me to, like, cut ties, like, 30, 40 minutes in to go take a dump, I was like, yeah, this is... This is not doing it for me at all. But what is it? A, you said a glizzy or a grizzy? A glizzy why hot the, dog. Why? What's the? I don't connection? know why. I don't know where the G comes from, but that's just what they call. But it. you know where the no. lizzy comes from? No, I don't know where any. <laughs> I don't know where any part of it comes from. <laughs> Hey, Steve, I thought the same thing. I was like, what's the Lizzie mean then? Yeah. Yeah, the, the G, uh, I don't know, but the rest of it makes perfect sense if you just think about it. Obviously. Uh, yeah. Good call. Yeah, I don't know. I like it though, so I'll run with it. Uh, yeah. I, there is, there's a new one coming out too. Oppenheimer. Have you guys seen previews for that? That yeah, That's a long ass one. I'm looking I'm forward to that one. I went to buy tickets today. Yeah, I went to buy tickets today and I, I was like, wait, how long is this? And I went three hours. Fuck. That, that's a real, that's, that's going to be a real obstacle for me. <laughs> that, three, <laughs> that three hour length, man. I just, is it th- those three right on the nose? Two, two watching, two viewings. How I mean, so you've got to imagine it's going to be worth it, right? Oh yeah, it, it's pro- it looks like it's going to be great. Every indicator, damn, sh- uh, see, it seems like it's going to be well worth it. But that runtime, man, I'm just like, uh, this, I don't know. Yeah, the, it's it's right on the dot. Three hours. Yeah, it's got all star cast. Uh, I heard there's a lot. I hear now too. There's uh, it's coming out. There's a lot of full frontal nudity, so that's a plus. Um, Male or fucking female, yeah. both. <laughs> I nice. think it's equal opportunity in this one. So you get to see some, uh, the fuck's his name? You get some blizzies. And some Cillian, Murphy. Cillian Murphy dong. You get some blizzies. <laughs> see some glizzies. Go suck down a glizzy in the lobby. Who else? Is, what's uh, Florence Pugh? Is oh, in yeah. it? Yeah. She'll, she'll have some full frontal. Because so. they play lovers, I believe, in this film. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I didn't realize it was fucking three. I thought it was two and a half. That's nuts. All right. Um, did you look up any trivia for this? Either of you guys or anything else you guys want to 
talk about regarding existence? Um, no, I couldn't find any trivia on it. I found out a bunch of stuff about extends, but <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of questions from my doctor now, uh, based on yeah. <laughs> side effects from this gas station dick pill. But yeah. <laughs> I found a guy I can get I can get yellow jackets and extends at a price. <laughs> Some rhino pills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, by, it's, by not, it's not. It's um, not. Whatever is in uh, Viagra, I guess, is not in this. Apparently, whatever it's some kind of supplement. It's not technically a um, a uh, pharmaceutical uh, medicine. Oh, it, it rides on the uh, the periphery of the not there, not yeah. being approved by the the FDA. I was going to say, is that code for cause memory loss? It's not technically FDA approved, but right. <laughs> <laughs> Overdose can cause. Uh, or I guess yeah, overdose uh, side effect can cause uh, memory loss, which sounds like a fucking great movie. Speaking yeah, there you go. Nolan, can you imagine <laughs> Memento? If it was, if it, and, and he took some extends, he just wakes up with no memory and a an erection that lasts for four hours. Yeah, I'd fucking dude, watch that movie. Dude, can you cut and edit him saying that like five minutes ago? You're like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. This extends. Uh, apparently, it affects memory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Warning extends affects the memory. Well, uh I, this is probably your first intro to David Cronenberg, which is probably not the best entry point uh in retrospect, but if you ever come across anything else that he's directed, I I would uh implore you to watch it cuz I guess looking in, at at his kind of spate of hits that we rattled off towards the beginning this is definitely the weakest probably among all those but the fly is awesome because you got crazy jeff goldblum gina davis yeah. is great in it um it's it's pretty fucking gory too it's pretty wild but um video drums an awesome flick uh history of violence is cool i've never seen eastern promises either but i'm i'm pretty cool yet. with vigo mortensen he's a he's a pretty good actor so um Scanners is rad as fuck too, but Scanners is good. The Brood, the Brood is good. Yeah, yeah. He's actually got like quite a few hits, and he's fucking old too. Now he's got to be like eighty or he's getting up there. His, His son actually just too is fucking weird too. Yeah, what? I've I've heard I've heard mixed results from uh, Crimes of the Future, but if it's a better version of this, I'm I think that'll. That'll push me to watch it. Have you, have you seen his son's movies, uh, Possessor and uh, I've Infinity only seen Pool. Possessor, and I really liked it. It was really good. Yeah, Infinity Pool's good too. I don't think it's as good, but yeah, he he's definitely got whatever the fuck's wrong with his dad. He's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're two peas in a pod. There's some. They're very strange. Both of those movies. Yeah, he. I I've only heard by reputation, and then I saw Possessor, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I can see the influence, like for sure." Like the, it's that very specific kind of, you know, you hear it beat over your head, body horror. But I mean, that's the best way to describe it. You know, it's very graphic. It's real. I think kind of like in the same way as like Paul Verhoeven, like he has like like how like he stylizes kind of like ultra violence, mm-hmm. like in RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Um, Total Recall even is kind of brutal in some parts, but just like the grotesque like body shit, like the chicken uh, 
Total Recall with Verhoeven does with the the chick with three tits, you know, and the guy with mm-hmm. like the the crazy practical effects. Like that's kind of a hallmark too. But yeah, um, what's what's interesting about Verhoeven is, uh, I guess the, the the violence in his movies are so over the top, it almost make almost makes you feel detached from what's going on. Uh, Brandon Cronenberg, uh, so David Cronenberg's son, uh, the violence in Possessor and infinity pool it's almost too real like i watch a lot of movies with a lot of violence in them but the way mm-hmm. he the way he portrays violence in his movie you kind of cringe and turn away like am i it, it's like watching somebody like really get fucking murdered yeah um there's some brutal scenes in, in infinity pool and in possessor too that like there's a there's a murder scene in that where i'm like god damn like it looks too real and it's played too straight and it, it yeah the people react in a realistic way you're like i don't really want to watch it. i feel like i'm really watching somebody get fucking murdered here it makes the violence like not cool like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like borderline like snuff film yeah there there is a scene there's a kill in possessor that is fucking brutal it's probably the same one you're thinking of with yeah involves like a fire poker yeah. i believe oh man i i and again, yeah, I watched a bunch rough. of violent shit, and that, that I had to like, oh, like kind of turn away and kind of look over the side. Like, yeah, it was very effective. Yeah, there's like, it's like a fire poker going through like, I want to say like teeth and jaw and like yeah. fucking knuckles and shit. It's like, it's really fucked up. But yeah, I, I like Possessor a lot. Like all the Sounds actors in that film are, <laughs> are dope. Yeah, you might like Possessor. It's it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I'd say probably cool. a lot of similarities to this. Yeah, and, honestly, because it has out. like, the, well, it, it's it's done in a way cooler way. Like yeah. it's like it's like the idea of like you know jacking into something, but it's like it's more like a puppeteer way. Like you're you're hijacking someone else's body, unbeknownst to them, and taking them over and using them as like a vessel to be an assassin and and pull off covert hits. So it's kind of cool in that way. It's, it's, it's not like you're jacking into like VR. It's not a matrix kind of thing. It's like, like taking over. A, I guess kinda, but yeah. it's, it's yeah. done in a way cooler way. Than that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that movie. Yeah. Malkovich is, is a fucking kooky ass movie too. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah, this has been our review of, of existence. Doesn't sound like a, a very, uh, uh, a shining review, but I don't know. I guess if you're into late nineties, kind of weird sci-fi, can't tell can't judge between what's real and what's not. And you want to check it out and round out the, the Cronenberg catalog. I say, go for it in that respect, but I would never um, recommend anybody <laughs> watch this movie ever. Oh, shit. Ever. There you well, have it. Yep. There <laughs> There. You, I, I mean, think, unless you want to, that's fine. But I was trying. I should have done it before. I was going to bring up the bone gun, and I was going to do the boner alert, but do it. Boner alert. Bone alert. But that didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have enough time. Um. <laughs> should make an edit where baseball. <laughs> you should make an edit where they uh, every time they fire that gun, it's a, it, it says boner alert. Bone alert. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's been this review. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, uh, if you've seen existence, what'd you think? Are you on the side of Steve and miles? Or do you, are you willing to give it a little bit of leeway? Uh, hate mail is encouraged. Uh, you can reach us at whack 
wax at waxingtheporpoise.com or either of our socials. Instagram is at waxingtheporpoise. Twitter is at waxingtheporp. I got to set up a thread. So I guess there's a new fucking social media platform to rival the dirty bird now from Facebook called threads. So maybe we'll get on that. Does waxing the porpoise have a big TikTok presence? No, I never got into that side. It's it's too much. Even just between, I said fuck Facebook, and uh, I, I I just share it on like my personal account. Like I'll just fucking I'll I'll link it that way. But between just Instagram and fucking Twitter, it's like that's uh, it's enough. And maybe I'll churn out a reel once an episode, oh, like man. once a week, but. That's that's really pushing my bandwidth. I don't got time for fucking Snapchat, TikTok, Rumble, fucking everything else out there. It's, it's, it's that's a full time job almost. I feel like I was like really trying to press something. Is, oh, I thought you said Bumble because isn't that like a dating website? Oh, Bumble, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <No. dating. laughs> Rumble is like one of these like alt. I don't know if it's like specifically alt right, but it's like shit that that gets banned off of YouTube. I think yeah. is what it is, or like bit bit shoot. Is another one uh, that people use when they get banned off of YouTube. But yeah, there's a lot of shit. Mastodon's another one people use. I guess it's like a Twitter stand-in. But post it to your grinder account. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. You want me to drag him out of here? Get the shit out of him. <laughs> that was just for you. <laughs> I went lean on bumps last one. I was trying Sorry, to try Rick. to get it in. House rules. House rules. Yep. Um, cool. Actually, one thing while you're on still with us, uh, Miles, I, I was going to float it to you. I know you've you've said, you know, uh, the thing has been done a hundred times, but it just came to light to me that Steve has never seen the thing before. Um, so was, we were thinking about coming back to that. I know you're a big fan of that flick. If you'd ever be interested. I, I uh, did. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. Um, you, uh, I actually listened to that episode re- uh, pretty recently and I'm like, Oh, maybe we should do the thing. I'm like, fuck, I hope he asks me, ask me if I want to do that. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Felt it through the airwaves. My, uh, not to overhype it. it it's, I guess this will overhype either way. It, it's probably my favorite movie. Damn. Like, okay. like full stop. Yeah. So it's a, it's a heavy hitter for sure. Yeah. I'd be curious too, to see it like with, with fresh, eye, someone with fresh eyes, like in their thirties watching it for the first time. Yeah. It's an awesome flick. And you're already on board with Keith David and Kurt Russell. And it's fucking, it's oh, super yeah. rad Carpenter. It's one of Carpenter's best films for sure. Gonna so, pop and extends before I watch it. <laughs> sounds like an awesome midweek respite. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, so we'll, we'll coordinate on that um, next week. What do we got? I think loosely we we agreed on we're going to talk about uh, maybe some some high strangeness involved with uh, a, a local regional delight, Mount Shasta, uh, Lemurians, and offshoots relating to missing 411 it's kind of a grab bag mount shasta is like kind of a it's got a lot of weird shit surrounding it so um i guess tentative for that that's what we'll be talking about next week uh so that should be interesting but yeah leave us a like rating subscribe jam that bell whatever the fuck you do um hate mail hate mail bring it on 
we're we're dry. Uh, yeah, thanks for joining us again, Miles. We yeah, appreciate absolutely. you. Always yeah, man. Good to see you again. All righty, and we'll see you when we see you, and we'll see you later. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Thank <laughs> you.